Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Fitness Candor Podcast. I am joined by Darian Pika. She is a a strength coach with a place that many of you are going to be familiar with, uh, Pro Sport Physical Therapy and Sports Performance. She's been suggested by three people you've heard of, PJ Nessler, Chase Cameron, and Matt Camargo. So, you know, after after PJ said, hey, you got to get a hold of of Darian, I wrote her name down, and then I interviewed Chase, and we talked to Matt, and and then <laughs> PJ got a hold of me and said, hey, I love that you're tackling almost all of pro sport, but you really need to get a hold of Darian. So, ta-da, we've got her. Uh, Darian, welcome to the show. I, I appreciate you coming on and taking some time. Are you out of the Newport Mesa location also? Uh, no, I'm at the I'm at the Laguna. Laguna. Oh, oh. Well, la-di-da. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm in Laguna Hills. Oh, oh, yeah, it just sounds like it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, anyway, thanks for joining us. Uh, why don't you fill in some gaps for us? Tell us why uh, you got into strength and conditioning, kind of your journey, because it's a pretty interesting one. Yeah. Um, well, first, you know, thank you for having me on. It was quite the intro. Um, <laughs> no problem. So, uh, just like most people um, who are strength coaches, I played sports all my life. I was a really good runner. I did cross country. I did soccer. You know, I did track. I was a thrower also. So I did a lot of things. I was a well-rounded athlete. Um, but I ended up going to college for soccer. I went to Loyola Marymount University in L.A. And I walked on um, playing soccer. And I was kind of at the lowest of the totem pole. So I'm super nervous. I get in. I know that I, I was always a good athlete, but I was never given the shot. And I was never given the look. Um, and I always worked hard. So... Coming in, I fell in love with the weight room right away. I fell in love with, uh, you know, getting bigger, faster, stronger. I had a great strength and conditioning coach. And um, I saw how faster I got and how bigger and stronger I felt. And from there, I, you know, got playing time. I was able to uh, prove to my coaches that I won a spot and in, in being a starter. And I ended up earning, you know, a full ride in um, – by the time I seen each season, I was uh, voted on as uh, as captain. So I really you awesome. know, got my place on the team, and I earned the respect of my peers um, or my teammates. So that was really cool. And, you know, from that experience, I, I remember the exact moment where I decided to be a strength coach. I was, I was walking on, you know, LMU's campus, which is very beautiful, up in L.A., by Venice Beach, Manhattan Beach. Um, and I just remember, like, Man, I, I want to wear uh, workout clothes all day. Like, what am I? What am I doing? Like, yes. Uh, so that was really the key moment. Was like, I want to. I want to wear workout clothes every day, all day. So <laughs> that was kind of like the determining factor. But then, you know, the real reason is I saw how strength and conditioning and being in the weight room helped me get an edge in my sport. 
And I know I can do the same for others, especially those people that didn't quite get the look or the lucky, easy route into college. So that's really where I fell in love with it. And then um, I did an internship at LMU after soccer was over, knew that this is what I really want to pursue. And then I got the opportunity to do an internship at, the, at USC, University of Southern California, um, under Chris Chase, who is now with the Atlanta Hawks. And man, that was a that was a crazy experience. Um, being an internship uh, intern at USC, uh, I I had to clean the weight room. They have a nice weight room, but I really yeah. learned, you know, what hard work was at that point. I I worked every day from five thirty in the morning to seven o'clock at night for yep. free. I never sat down, but I got I had a great mentor. Chris Chase is really who led me down this right path. Um, of learning what strength conditioning is really about. So what a great experience I had with him. And then I went on to be um, to with PJ Nessler uh, for Velocity. I was an intern for him. And that's led me now to working at ProSport and uh, also completing my master's at Cal State Fullerton so I can better, you know, serve those who trust me to be their strength coach. Ooh, that's a good way to put it, those who trust me to be their strength coach because it's not <laughs> – because it, it's got to be kind of a fit, right? I mean, you've got to link up with your athlete and make sure that you're you're both, you know, you trust your athlete that they're going to follow through with what they have to do, and in return, they have to trust you to set them up for success. That's uh, yeah. that's a really good. Yeah, especially being in the private sector as I'm now, it is really a relationship, and I really do believe in building a relationship with your athlete because, yeah, that buys in trust. But also what buys in trust, you know, accountability. I hold myself accountable as I hold them. Credibility. I've been through this. I was an athlete. I know what you're going through. Um, But also I just care wholeheartedly about my athletes and the people that I coach, and that leads them to trust me. Right, definitely. So when we hopped on a call before the podcast, you and I talked a little bit about really what your strengths were. And you kept talking about helping people reach their highest potential. So, you know, you have those athletes, and you kind of alluded to it, those athletes that really need like that something just a little bit extra, you know, maybe they're not the most, like the, the cream of the crop necessarily, but they have, they're super athletic and they have like that undying work ethic. How, how do you go about pulling that that potential? How do you go about getting that little bit of ex- that extra drop out of your athletes? Yeah. Well, it's definitely, um, you know, building their trust first, but also confidence. Um, and I do that. I get them to be more athletic. That's, that's, to me, that's the easy part. Um, getting the weight room, getting them stronger, getting them more explosive, making them move better athletically, uh, keeping them healthy. That, that's all easy, but it's really getting into their mind that, they are worth it, and they need to believe in themselves in order to succeed. So it's more the the mental aspect of that last part, and and uh, that's what kind of was for me to keep going. I'm huge fan, huge, huge, huge fan of Rocky Balboa, and those movies. Awesome. I accredit my career in soccer and in college to Rocky Balboa because he's the one that kept me going. And unfortunately, my my father is the one who introduced me to Rocky. And uh, so it's like that last aspect of just confidence. Just like if you stop now, you'll never know what could have happened or what you could have been. Oh, so yeah. trying to instill that in my athletes of like just believe in yourself. 
find the confidence to just keep going. Right. Yeah. Because if like the journey to become an athlete of, of any kind, there's, there's obviously you have a will to compete, which is, has to be number one. And then there has to be a will to get better. Right. So, I mean, it's just the, the overcoming the obstacle. Maybe it's not, that's not the whole, the whole picture that, that mentality part of it's so huge. That's funny that you bring Rocky up because the uh, owner of mission five, where I train out of, we always make, we always joke that if somebody says like a movie quote, you know, we'll ask like, where'd that, where'd that quote come from? And he'll, we always joke that everything we say, no matter what it could be, who knows, like something from the show Mad Men or Saved by the Bell, he'll always say Rocky. Like, yes. <laughs> no matter what, he'll just, couldn't even, not even close, he'll just drop Rocky. But, um, you know, finding that, <laughs> finding that, inspir- their, finding their inspiration, your athlete's inspiration, um, is that something that you try to, to try to pull out of them also? I mean, besides like telling them that, that and, and trying to get them to understand that, um, they're worth it. Is it, do you, do you try to find their why, like why they're really trying to grind and train? Yeah, they're, they're more of their emotional why. So, um, internal and external motivation. So like I had over the, not summer, but like late last year and early this year, I worked with a professional soccer player. Her name was Cammy. Um, working with, that was my first professional athlete that I've ever worked with. And she had a horrible injury about three years ago where she pulled her hamstring off the bone and she had a great physical therapist, got her back on track, but she still, there was that inside of her that was like, I'm afraid to do anything because, you know, I might, it might happen again. So I found out that the emotional why was that she wanted to play soccer. She she was playing soccer still on the team, but she always had an injury. So she had that fear with inside of her she didn't want to admit it of course she didn't want to admit it she didn't she's a professional athlete but I knew by the way she moved by the way she talked to me um that she was afraid so I had to really search like why are you doing this why do you want to be with me why do you want to get stronger and and it was to be a leader and play a full 90 minutes on the field again but mostly you know she's always been good she went to Stanford she's won two national championships. She's always been that top dog in her sport and she wanted to do it again, but she had that roadblock. And I got into that. I told her, you know what, maybe at the start when, uh, so it was her hamstring, she, it looked a little shaky than the other one. And she's like, ah, it doesn't look good. And I'm like, no, it looks great. Like you're doing great. You're getting better. And I showed her, I, I evaluated her. So I got all her testing marks. And I showed her how much better she was getting. Um, and that's what really brought her in yep. to me and really to believe in herself more was, hey, look, like I tested you at the beginning. You were 17 in the vertical jump. I, you got stronger. You got really strong. And now you're at a 20. Mm-hmm. So finding out that why, tapping into it when I talk to her, when she's working out, and then showing her tangible numbers of how she got better is really, you know, how I found that why and then I manipulated it and, and now she's playing and she's feeling great and she's doing great. So, you know, if you reverse construct everything we just talked about, you basically just went from the why to her building confidence again, which built trust in you. 
you know, mm-hmm. like you just re, you just deconstructed that. You just, what? Well, no, not deconstructed. Reverse engineered that. I mean, it, it all. It's like a, it's a constant flow. Like it all goes into one thing. You build you build trust with your athlete. They get confident, and then you can find their why, or they let you know their why. And if something happens, yeah. you have to reassure them of their why, which will build their confidence, which can, which continues to build their trust. That's really interesting. That's really cool. That's um, yeah. I think it's super important when you're you're thinking about your a coach's job overall. It just it doesn't just end once you find their why. It's a continuum. It's a constant growing, and yeah. And I think what what you another thing that you and I talked about was trying to find the meaning uh, in health, like it, well health and fitness and athleticism and performance. It varies from person to person, right? So because because you found that why in one athlete, maybe some coaches will think like, well, that one athlete thinks this way. So most athletes have to think that way. And that might not be true. So, you know, let, let's just say you, that was a pro athlete. Does it work the same way with, with a non-pro athlete or with like the general population you find, or is it, is it similar or how do you, how do you find that meaning? It, it can definitely be similar. Um, but yeah, everybody's different and it's, it's an individualized approach. Um, I treat every athlete individualized. And so I, I'm in a, I'm in a space where I can work with plenty of different types of people. So professional athletes to adults, to little kids, to high schoolers, different sports, different training ages. And I really, I'm the adult coordinator over here. Cause I have a, I have a big place in my heart for adults. Um, because it's it's different. Their their emotional why isn't money or be the top dog in their sport. It's I want to play with my kids again. I want to be able to move. I want to lose weight because I don't feel confident in my appearance. And I I like to talk to them and sit down and have a consultation with them to find out why they're here. Because if I know why they're here and then I can, like you said, you know, re-engineer that back. I can always, mm-hmm. if they're having a tough day, I can go back to that. Be like, hey, well, don't you have something coming up? Like, your kids are about to start baseball. Don't you want to be able to move with them? Don't they're getting older and they're about to beat you and they're about to be faster than you. <laughs> you know, don't you want to keep up with them for as long as you can? And and not only helping them but celebrating uh, their successes and and getting them to when they move better because movement is medicine and. And I have a lot of adults that I see that are that typical sitting at the desk, playing on the computer uh, with their job, hunched shoulders, and I'm just trying to get them to move better yep. so that they can last longer, you know, especially playing with their kids because that's what that's what matters most to them. And then when I get the, you know, the young athletes, the I have a couple of girls, um, soccer, uh, soccer girls that are freshmen in high school right now, and they're on a great club team. So they're going to get recruited, no doubt, but their mind is so ingrained in like, Oh, this college is looking at me. This college is looking at me like right. they're already great athletes. So my help to them for their health is mental. Like mm. enjoy the process, enjoy the journey. You are still a 14 year old girl. This decision doesn't have to be made now. Like enjoy what you're doing and, and enjoy your friends and enjoy the relationships you're building with me and with, you know, all the other coaches. Um, so it definitely varies of, of what I really touch on with different athletes and different 
you know, groups and where they're at at their training age. Of course, if I had a young athlete and they were okay mentally but so weak physically, well, yeah, that's that's what I'm going to, you know, hound in on and, right. and uh, make sure they're getting stronger. But everybody's different, of course. Right. Yeah. So you, yeah, the tailored aspects is so huge, and the movement is medicine. I mean, that's you're 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 really speaking my language when you say that because uh, that's you know ninety percent of the people that that I see also have that same thing. They you know they get up, they'll come train, and then they go and they more than likely sit at a desk. Occasionally, they're they're that that ten percent people who who are lucky enough to not have that, and they they're able to to get around and do what they want to do throughout the day, and which makes their performance in the gym their their workout that much better but there's definitely a, there's a clear difference when you see somebody who sits at a desk for a majority of the day and what their workout looks like versus someone who is up and moving some at least some of the day you know and then they come in and work out completely different I mean you can obviously you know you can do the same workout with almost anybody and just vary the intensity maybe a, maybe a couple exercises here and there need to change but you know for the most part that Making sure that each person gets what they need out of the workout at that very moment, I think, is a really a huge thing. Um, do you, when you're, when, I'm sorry, go ahead. Do you have something to add to that? No, no, not at all. Okay. <laughs> I tend to, I tend to just flow right to the next thing, so I'm going to give you a, a little pause. But so do you, when you're, you said earlier, you know, you're, you've, you've been there, you've done that. How do you, when you're talking to an athlete, how do you really get that through to them? Because I think that's really interesting because a lot of times I think um, a client or someone that you're working with, they honestly, they just think that we're sadistic and we're just like, we're having them do this stuff and we don't know what it's like. But I always try to tell people, you know, I wouldn't have you do something, number one, that I wouldn't or couldn't do myself. And I, I think that you couldn't do yourself. Right. So, I mean, it, it's, it's that it's that confidence thing, but how do you how do you do that with with athletes that uh, just look at you as a coach and not really as a former athlete? Yeah, it's, uh, it's tricky because you don't want to be like, "Hey, I'm a Division One athlete. Like, trust me." Like, you don't openly say that because you know that's gonna that's a little cocky. Um, you don't want to <laughs> come off like that. But they. Uh, they do ask advice. When when I see, I get, I get to know them a little bit, and then I'll start to open up of my past and my situation, um, and then they'll open up to me. So I really want to let, like, get to know them, make sure we're friendly, and then once I start to really get their feel, like, I will start to open up, and that will make them open up more. So yeah. I really believe a coach should open up and let loose a little bit, because then your athlete will let loose. And then... I will see that they're going through things. Um, so one thing I'm really about is supporting the athletes. So I will try to make it out to as many games as I can um, and really make sure that they know that I support them wholeheartedly. And once I see that they're going through a situation, I will, during warm-up, I like to, you know, talk about other things. But I will ask them, like, hey, you know, I saw in this game you got frustrated at your coach. Like, let me tell you, when I was my sophomore year in college was – by far the worst year I've ever had. I've been through it. I know how you're feeling right now. I know you're frustrated that you got benched after one missed shot. But think about the big picture. You know, it's one game. It was one opportunity. Go talk to your coach. Say, hey, what did I do wrong? How can I make it better? And he'll respect you for that. And then you'll also learn 
of what you know you can do better, so you don't make yeah. the mistake again. But good point. I, yeah, and and making sure that you know I, I add in little stories that I've encountered, especially through my college days. And if I see that they're going through the same thing, I will I will say something. I'll be like, hey, this is what happened to me. I see that's happening to you too. Let me help you. And also, I think it's because I'm a female. I'm 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 they trust me a little bit more, and I come off as softer. Um, so they will they will end up talking to me about it. Um, so sometimes it is good to be you know a female in this field, but I do get the <laughs> the genuine like oh mother hen kind of thing. But it, it oh, does yeah. help. Yeah. And open up to me, and I can then help them. Yeah, <clears throat> and does that translate to off the field too? What kind of relationship do you try to build with your athletes off the field and out of the weight room? If there's that fine line between friendship and uh, being being you know professional. Really hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. So keeping that professional level, but I like to joke around with them. Um, you know, especially if I see them at field, like of course I'm gonna joke around with them poke fun at them but then so far I, I am young in this field I'm only about two years of being a strength coach so I haven't run into a lot of problems of like crossing that line because in my sessions I do like you know have fun I'm very energetic optimistic and I, I like to have jokes so I think jokes is really the way to go with just lightening up the mood and making sure that they are having fun because they are kids they need to enjoy it uh, enjoy what they're doing and appreciate you know, what they have, um, but keeping it off field, it's, it's got to be professional, but it's also laughter and, and having fun yeah. um, with it. So finding that balance and, and that keep, line. And that keeps you, that keeps you more human too. Um, and I think that really it translates your, you know, a, as you progress as a coach, and, and I'm sure you already do this, but you know, you, you get to, you see these athletes, they'll, they're going to transform in front of you. You know, those, these young athlete, athletes to whatever grade they're in or whatever sport they're in, they're going to keep progressing and progressing. You're going to see these athletes grow. I mean, you're becoming, you're becoming part of their life, and you're eventually going to you know, end up caring for most of these people. What, you know, how, how your coaching affects them when they're outside of their sport. Because I, and I, I've talked a lot about this on the podcast that even though I'm not, you know, necessarily quote unquote a strength coach, I think that what happens in the weight room and how you interact with people in a weight room, I mean, that's, it can directly transfer to, to the rest of your life. You know, it's hard work while you're in there. It takes dedication. Um, you, you have to put in the effort. You got to show up and there are expectations that need to be met. And I think if you have a really good coach that's helping you or a good trainer that's helping you, that all that's going to translate to the outside. It's going to translate in, you know, a young athlete's schoolwork, maybe in um, a little older athlete's uh, social presence, you know, like maybe taking care of themselves a little bit better. So there's, there's all those different things. I think that a strength coach really helps that maybe people overlook. Um, yeah. You know, I, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of funny. I, I introduce clients to each other. You know, just by, you know, networking and things like that. And I'll always send like that email or a text and I'll say so-and-so, let's just say John and Susie. John, this is my friend, comma, and client, comma, Susie. You know, it's like we, we get that relationship where they know that, of course, you know, we're friendly, but we are friends. I have helped them with things. But 
I'm also their coach. I'm also their trainer. Like there's, if, when, when they step into the gym, that's my realm, <laughs> you know, yeah. like I, I'm, I mean, I'm not, I'm not like a, a hard, hard person, but you know, if somebody comes in and they're really struggling, yeah, we can back off. Let's talk about it. Why, why are you struggling? What's going on? But, um, and just developing that relationship that translates to on and off the field, which it sounds like you're really starting to develop. And if, if I know, you know, just a little bit about those other guys that we talked about earlier, I mean, you've, you know, you've learned some, some for some really, really great role models. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially, you know, my mentor is PJ Nessler. Um, yeah. He was really a great, he never came off as this authoritative micromanager. Um, right. He was always very relation, like relationships and, and sit down and talk and really, you know, there's a world outside of strength and conditioning, you know, what's going on. No, there's there. not. And back to the, back <laughs> to the weight room. It's like, yeah, lessons. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it at sometimes, but you know, um, but out in the weight room, like a lot of lessons have learned, especially for the kids. And I just got done reading uh, Brett Bartholomew's Conscious Coaching book, and I right. really believe in training people. It's people first, athletes second. You know, and and I this it's hit so hard for me because I I was playing sports all my life, and then senior year hit and came and went, and now what do I do? You know, I was focusing on so much of sports, sports, sports that. Now that I'm done, it's like you hit this real stage of like, who am I? Like, what do wow. I do now? And I wish that I, I had a relationship with somebody who went through it, could have seen me develop and, and kind of like molded my mind a little bit to make me believe that, yeah, there's something outside of sports. You know, it's not just, yeah. especially in college, I was sports, sports, sports. And I kind of wish back then, you know, my, my head strength coach or my head uh, soccer coach was trying to say, Darian, like, relax enjoy college and I was like no no I gotta play I gotta get that scholarship I gotta get I gotta get my respect and I gotta get what I came here for and I wish I just relaxed a little bit and especially and having somebody that could have just talked to me a little bit had that relationship with me and that's why I'm also doing like I want to coach young girls like this because I want them to make sure they understand that it's not all about sports and it's about you know, the relationships you build now, the relationships you build in college, that's what you're going to remember more once you're out. Right. You know. And that's cool that, you know, we, speaking of, I think I've had this conversation with um, um, a couple of female trainers and uh, coaches that it's so important for, for young female athletes to work with female coaches, I think. Because like, like yourself, like, you know, you're going to get into – it, there's a better chance of you getting into that field, I think, if you're playing sports. So if you get to that point, especially if you go into to be fortunate enough to play college and then maybe professional, you know, you're you're probably gonna think like, oh, I can make a career out of this. You, you'll have that like gym short moment where you're like, I can wear gym shorts all day, and you'll yeah. look. They'll look back and they'll say, yeah, remember my coach Darian Pika? Yeah, that's that's my role model. You know, like that's important. Yeah. That's really important. Oh, and. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it was a you know a male or female that was your um, that was your role model. The point is what they gave you is something that you're going to pass on to somebody else, and and that'll keep developing. You know you'll put your own spins on it. You'll be able to reach people in different ways. So that's really that's awesome. That's a good story. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely. So if people have comments, questions, concerns, where's the best way to get a hold of you? I. Uh, other than my telephone number, uh, they can <laughs> on Instagram at uh, Coach Heika, 
Uh, and Pika spelled P-Y-K-A. Lots yep. of don't get that. But Coach Pika, I got a Facebook, Coach Darian Pika. I'm on Twitter, but not really. I'm trying to pick that up. But nah. I have random random <laughs> quotes sometimes I like to share. Uh, my favorite quote is the only way to get stronger is to get stronger because it just makes so much sense of just do the work. But uh, Or they can email me at coachpika at gmail.com. You know, I'm, I'm really open to anybody who wants to talk to me about my story and how I can better help them. Awesome. You know, all ears. Well, since you're a quote person, can you leave us with one of your favorite quotes? <laughs> Okay, um, it's Rocky Balboa. It's yes. a little long, but I'm, I'm going to say it. Uh, it's my favorite quote, and it's the one, like I said earlier, that has really helped me get through college. But Okay, go. It's, uh, the world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are. It will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is going to hit us hard life. But it ain't about how hard you hit about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. If you know what you're worth, now go on and get what you're worth, but you got to be willing to take the hit, not pointing fingers saying you ain't where I want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that, and that ain't you. You're better than that. Oh, <laughs> my. That was it. <laughs> God. You even kind of sound – I got goosebumps. You even kind of yeah. sounded – you had like that accent too. <laughs> Best. That, when I say the word absolutely, I go absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's yeah. fan- That's awesome. Well, Darren, I, I appreciate you. Uh, thanks for sharing your story and, and how you do what you do. Um, if people want to get a hold of you, I'll, I'll link all your, all your info to the show notes. So have a great rest of your day, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Eric. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.